Bear with me before we start. The psychedelic fur sauna. Nice, <laughs> I like it. Think of the implications of that. I don't want to. Brilliant. Okay, you're very welcome to the 21st episode of Higher Fidelity. Since the last episode, we've announced the single, High Fidelity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also announced the vinyl as well, which is sold very well. Everyone who's bought one of them, uh, thank you. Hopefully you'll get them soon. So yeah, since since Gargagate, the last episode, went <laughs> well, we got a message from uh, Daniel Flood to say he really enjoyed that, which is great to hear. So along with the single being announced, much like the first single, Don't Say a Word, it got a spot play on radio. Nice. First time it was Sean Rock on Arena. Th- this time we heard that Paul McClune was going to give the track its first play once we announced it, which was great. At the start of the month of madness, we decided to watch American Graffiti and then had a dream of spinning around listening to a Wolfman Jack episode and then said, why don't we do that with the Paul McClune show and wait for our to come on. So myself and Ross hopped in a car. We went spinning, put the radio show on. He decided that that show was the show where he was going to play 18 brand new songs from Irish bands. So every time he said, and a brand new track now from, our arses went, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, if anyone doesn't know, I squeezed my finger and thumb into a little circle, uh, mimicking an anus clenching. Before the show started, myself and Ross tweeted Paul McClune to say, we're in the car like in American Graffiti, and we're listening to you, you're our Wolfman Jack, uh, inviting a response, which we then got. Uh, Paul McLean started the show saying, and now new music from the Zen Arcade, who delightfully checked in to say, whatever, 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 uh, that I'm their Wolfman Jack, which is great, what a great film. And he goes on to like a synopsis of the film, weirdly. Off Wikipedia. Off Wikipedia, yeah. Then he throws in a Wolfman Jack impression, and I'm just going to play it here. Cruising a la American Graffiti. And Paul McLean is our Wolfman Jack. Ah, oh, well, I wish, I wish. How you doing, Diane? <laughs> Incredible. The fact Unbelievable. That we, a, like, a single tweet from us got a man on radio, on national radio, to do a Wolfman Jack impression. <laughs> now, we talked about at the time us rush, racing up to Dublin to be at his, like, outside the studio as he left, a la American Graffiti. Now, obviously, they go inside, but they weren't going to let us inside. <laughs> he then played the track and, again, did all that, went, was, a, was an, on, a, on a great pro-level broadcasting energy throwing in impressions talking about the band listening in here they are in their brand new single and he did it this is then this that was then this is now where he plays the band's old track and then their current ones we gave don't say a word of spin talked a bit more in between about us being in the car and all that sort of stuff nice to be driving around and hear the dj talking to you via the radio it was lots of fun played the new track me and ross went a bit mad in the car great fun i broke my boot broke ross's boot what did i break the boot the boot so the track played and again as a polymer up to this point had been the consummate pro that we always know he is and then we got this I don't remember it ended like that. <laughs> I was totally caught out there to apologise. I wasn't even in the room. Wasn't even in the fucking room. <laughs> Tra- trousers were probably still around the ankles. <laughs> I love how in that silence you can hear the panic of a man going, oh, fuck, 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 <laughs> as he legs it over. Fantastic that our, the first play for that single ended up being such a car crash of brilliance in terms of a nice Wolfman Jack impression, loads of shit out of stuff, all this stuff, and then a big massive gap in the end. And then he nicely, at this point, we were obviously rolling up laughing. Uh, high Fidelity by the Zen Arcade and uh, thanks to them for giving me the first play on that and hello again to the band themselves who checked in on Twitter earlier on and who are probably, if I know them, laughing their heads off now. 
if not indeed other areas of the anatomy, uh, at my gaff there. We were. Oh, we were. We were laughing we our heads off, holes off, everything off. He also totally gives the game away on the vinyl. I Spoilers. know, but we love Paul. We love Paul. Paul is an absolute diamond geezer. <laughs> geezer spelled G-E-E-Z-A-H. So, quick intro now that we've covered the radio play, I totally forgot to introduce it at all. I'm Pete. I'm Ross. I'm Evan. I'm Becky. And I'm Sam. We are the Zen Arcade and we have just wrapped today on shooting a little music video for not even little at all. And it's humongous. No, it took a fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> it took absolutely ages. There's a stop motion element which we started back in January and we're on to the second line now, which is great. <laughs> we're just freshly wrapped from that. We've also just literally watched Donovan's new music video called I Am The Shaman, directed by David Lynch. Mm-hmm. And it delivered, disappointingly, but still delivered on what do you think those people would do. Absolutely. Cut in a bit of the course in a bit. Um, <laughs> but Could be a Sid Didn't Die Could be a Sonic Second yeah. <laughs> How's everybody been since the last episode? You finished college Oh yeah, I finished college uh, entirely On a randomly at like 1am of a Wednesday or something like that Which Horrible. was a weird feeling Why were lectures on that late? That was silly uh, I was good up until this week when we shot the video And now my physical and mental health have been greatly jeopardised <laughs> Deteriorated <laughs> Yeah Rossi. I've been good, I also finished college Oh yeah, I think. So are you a carpenter now, or what can you do? Uh, I don't know, really. Great. I, lo- I love that. I love that the, the degrees are vague. Mm. I know. Great. I did sweet FA. <laughs> nice. What are you now, Becky? Did you have a degree? I am an academic. That's what I am. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the academic. Yeah, I'm joining the band. Yeah, sorry, lads. I didn't 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 want to tell you this way. No, I think I'm just a bachelor. A bachelor at <laughs> of the Arts. communication art. Variety. Well, I've developed cubital nerve syndrome oh, yeah. uh, in the meantime, which is great. I also had a moment where I'm that committed to the work that I was, apparently with this, if it goes untreated or too long, you can lose the use of your little finger. And I went, I mean, if I lose a finger, the work has to get done. Do you need your little finger? This is what I thought. I probably won't notice until it's gone. True. Apparently 50% of the strength in your hand comes from your little Stop. finger. Stop. It provides ballast. I need that. It's like if you don't have a toe or something, you like fall everywhere. <laughs> you say that, but you say that. But when we went over to play in Keith Allen's place first, I remember Pat from Red Dragon, the taxi driver, who had half a foot. Yeah, he literally had half a foot. Like his foot came to about here and then stopped, and he was, he drove. It's wild. If you have no ear, you fall. I over was going to say yeah, you have no balance. Well, yeah. Pat proved was that it was possible to have half a foot and still be an absolute gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> No, Pat was fantastic. I hope he's yeah, well. Feet don't equal um, manners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking foot don't make us the man. No, <laughs> we know that much. In my personal news, I was watching a film called The Sure Thing with John Cusick. Sure Thing. Sure Thing. Because I'd been recommended it by multiple people. In the last email, we sent out the pre-order email to people who wanted to buy the vinyl. Um, we sent a little secret pre-order out to people who were involved in the Higher Fidelity podcast episode. See what you get when you engage. In it, I asked them for a photo of the cast from High Fidelity but not from High Fidelity. Okay. So I got pictures of Jack Black. John Cusick, Joan Cusick. Joan Cusick, yeah. So any of the cast members that from not from that stuff. And I got about six emails back to say there's a photo of John Cusick from The Shore. I think my favourite film of his. So I watched it. It's a great film, but it was uh, watching it on a dodgy site. Do they like the pop, pop-up ads come up and things like that? Porn. Like hot women in... Sorry. Sam, did you just dip a, a hot chip in it's water? In water? Oh, no, no, it's dripping. It's dripping oil. Oh, oh my god! I thought um, we all thought you dipped that in fucking water. I there. thought I saw the most evil thing I could potentially ever see. <laughs> no, no, I'm, you did. I'm, you did that in water. No, the water's empty. I'm using the... Look, you can see the oil. Yeah, I didn't have any... Frame of reference. ...kitchen roll or anything to sap up the oil. But anyway, so the pop up stopped, but that wasn't the issue this time. What happened was I was 45 minutes into the film, so the film had established itself to me 
And then the aspect ratio changed. No. To 16 by 9. And I couldn't finish the film. I was like, this is, everyone's so fucking wide now. I just want to, I just want to say, you just keep saying when aspect ratio, you just keep saying something by something, but that's Point. not how it works. Whatever it is, 16.9. Okay. 16 point to 9. Just 16.9. I just see a little symbol in between. It doesn't matter. What happened was, I was having an evening in with a movie, and then the fucking guy who uploaded it obviously stitched two together. It was a kit car of a, of a file, and I couldn't finish it. Now, I found it other than watched it. It was fine. It's a very good film. But the fact that just, it, it changed changing was so jarring I had to stop watching I also came across a bit of software I think you're going to think is really cool and it's called the Library of Babel or Babel Babel but the Library of Babel is it? am I right in saying Babel? the Tower of Babel? it's Babel like Bagel yeah okay well the Library of Bagel is this but again do you remember that thing of like monkeys with the type on a typewriter infinitely they'll come up with all the words like all the entire works of Shakespeare but there's a thing as well that like blurst of times with the best of times it was the blurst of times there's this bit of software that has managed to like I don't know and I don't know how it works but it just keeps spewing out all the time constant letters and numbers and to the point now where it almost has every single phrase you could ever possibly imagine can be found embedded in the text of this thing so I thought we could test it out so not that we could have like proofed this at all and that sort of stuff think of a phrase any sort of combination of words that you don't think has ever been said before and I can type it into this and it will turn up in a stream of text in a chunky paragraph okay so something we don't think is ever I've got one give me one second and I'll type it in bye High Fidelity by the Zen Arcade on dental records. Brilliant. By high <laughs> Out fidelity. June 4th. By High Fidelity. So now you want to come around here and have a look. Yeah. So this is just like a collection of words that have all been thrown together. That's like millions and millions and millions of words long. Yeah. And then they've just turned up in the middle. Oh my, oh my God. God. Oh my God. Whoa. <laughs> Isn't that terrifying? Oh my God. Plum uniform. Yeah, look, it says elytropoptic hexoorbital driverel s rept anestro mechalocephaly lymphiosis officiation linens punitious by high fidelity by the Zen Arcade. Dental records. Myologist tetrarchs. That's like some propaganda <laughs> It's stuff. terrifying, right? So we, You we, should take a screenshot of that. Just copy and paste it. Because it looks cool. Yeah, this, is how, this is how XTC wrote the album cover for Go To. Yeah. You know a band's impressive when not only do they write songs, but also they write <laughs> the album cover. All right, Pete. Uh, hold on a second. What are we there? Oh, look. <laughs> Crocodile, I don't amp. Look at it there. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Crocodile, I don't amp. Bony. But yeah, think of any phrase. Uh, Lady Gaga has been to my house and she has eaten my bananas. Oh so my creepy God, right in the middle. That's so creepy. That'd what be, about um, turn around every now and then I feel a little bit lonely? Elanced re- restitutive wad mal turn around every now and then I get a little bit lonely. Clestrous, <laughs> colocent, psychoacoustic, jaundicing megastars. That's, that's <laughs> I can't remember the lyrics going like that, but yeah. Isn't that an interesting bit of kit? That's really cool. Very and again, I don't know if it's just randomly generated, again, because it could just randomly generate that page every time. But yeah. at the same time, it's like supposedly that the text is just already there and it's just absolute fucking reams of it. Yeah. And all any phrase you could possibly think of has turned up already in it. It's very, very cool. And I think that's all. Yeah, we've, we've been mad busy. We got a rough cut back of, of something we filmed that I think people are going to enjoy. Mm. Very good. Uh, the, the singles coming out at the end of the, at the, at the, on the 4th of June. Was there any, any other exciting bits? I don't think there was. Should we kick into the sections? Yeah. <gasps> kick. Oh, I can't fucking... I just have to accept it and move on. That That's just... Yeah, that's just that's my Your limited, limited vocab. You need to have another look at the Babel. Yeah. <laughs> let's see what words are. Okay, so let's kick into Sonic Seconds and let's see what uh, the Tower of Babel says to that. Yeah. Uncoerced Candy Tufts Worth Ambition Releaser. Let's kick into the first section. Sonic Seconds infabil- Infallibility Affluence Ernity Postles Hills Bucky Tube. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic Seconds! Sonic Seconds! 
Yes, you're very welcome to Bucky Tube. This is the, the segment of the show where we discuss two or three seconds from a song that we think really makes the track. Ross, do you want to go first? Yes. What have you got for us? I actually want you to type in to that right foot, left foot, levitating, pop stars, <laughs> Dua Lipa with the baby. <laughs> right foot, left foot. Oh my fucking God. Kinetheo Dolites, Zocolo's frozenly loudness, Sega Diaz, Miss Chanter Passio, Gypsy, I'm right foot, left foot, levitating pop stars, do a leave with the baby Halla fleet, not stats, intimidate, recheck, and see worthy. Intimidating. <laughs> that rhymes. Endless fun with the Library of Babel. What's your What's your SS? Come back to me. Back to you. I thought, oh, I thought, I thought that was it. I thought that Dua Lipa with, with the, the baby. baby was the Sonic Second. Oh, fuck it. Might as well. Do it. Do it, Ross. Dua Lipa with the baby. From? <laughs> from Levitating. By? By uh, Dua Lipa and the baby. Easily the most modern bit of stuff that's ever been brought up on the podcast. Absolutely. This, um, Ross said this one day and we all found it very funny. We all freaked. This is fantastic. Let's go. Do a label with the baby. Ross, I hate that, that you brought that on. I hate it too. I love it. The wall of credibility <laughs> was shattered a long time ago, everybody. <laughs> we just have to accept that. Yeah, yeah. no fair. I don't know why I, I found it very funny. It just, it sure. is, it fits satisfyingly. Yeah, do a label with, with the baby. baby. <laughs> yeah. Also, the fact that you randomly came out with it unprompted, <laughs> yeah. I think, was what was so funny about that, it. That, I think. <laughs> you of all people. Yeah, Ross, you're lame. Yeah, no, I, just, I heard it on the radio and then, I don't know, yeah, it just came out of it randomly and that was I know. Thing, but, yeah. That's great. No, I'm well on for it. Ev, what have you got for us? I am... Better, I hope. Yeah, oh God, yes. <laughs> uh, my song second comes courtesy of The Ox. Cool. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Good. John Entwistle. Uh, the song My Wife. Oh, brilliant. I've already played that song on the bass today, <laughs> so I thought I might <laughs> as well go for it. We were yeah, recording a shooting some bits for the video earlier on, and Evan just played it on the bass entirely, and we all sang it a cappella the entire way through as we shot the video. Yeah. We also listened to the, almost the entire Toy Story 2 soundtrack, <laughs> including yeah, yeah. the score. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah... Uh, Who's next? Nineteen seventy-one. John Entwistle's soul songwriting contribution to that album. My wife has a really crazy all over the shop, but brilliant uh, chord progression. Inspired, you could call it. Uh, this is just a fucking lovely, juicy bit towards the end. Just a lovely tugging at the old heartstrings, pulling the balls. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, melody line. I've long felt the same way. He should have sang more. Yeah. Have we ever discussed his vocal fluidity from song to song? How which... the fact that he never ever sings the same way twice. Mm. It's terrifying. The same fucking accent. Totally different accent yeah. in every track he sings. We've discussed it so much in real life, I don't think it's ever made it on to the mm. podcast. One song to the next has its own unique. Uh, it's almost like every drug, every drug he take changed his larynx. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He take. Um, I say he take. He did. Yeah, he he took it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For a long time, when I was a child, I believed that John Entwistle was Liverpudlian. He gives off a Liverpudlian vibe. Yeah, think. because Boris the Spider and Whiskey Man and Whiskey Man, which were the two songs of John Entwistle that I knew as a child and and enjoyed as a child. But he he puts on like a full on Liverpudlian accent. He does, and apparently that was he, he double tracked himself uh, because he has a trouble pronouncing his oars. He has a bit of a not that he can't, but he has a very a bit uh, of a head. A bit of a lazy, a lazy way of saying ours. So he double tracked where one time, let's say if it was Whiskey Man, he'd say, Whiskey Man's my friend. Yeah. And on the double track, he'd say, Whiskey Man's my friend. Right. Which comes out as, Whiskey Man's my, my friend. friend. Oh, that's right. That's so weird. Yeah, because I always thought it was like, in Boris Spires, black and daddy, very small. Mm. Very Liverpudlian. Very good Sonic Second. Bex for George. My Sonic Second comes from Dexy's Midnight Runners. Ooh. 1985 live, come on in. Um, from the song 
Let's make this precious. Great track. Uh, I need to find the moment. Bear with. Okay, so there's a nice little fiddle moment here okay. that makes my heart do a little fiddle itself. Hop, <laughs> hop skip and a, a jump. little because it's like a little. Oh. Yeah. So now. Oh. Isn't that nice? That's lovely. Fabulous. I, I love that. that so much. I know that fiddle bit well. And that's really what I'm what I'm listening to the song for. Yeah, no, that's very good. I like I that. I do feel euphoric <laughs> as I hear that. Mm, coming out of a, a breakdown. So yeah, it, it works so it's the, well. The bit of the bit Yeah, the little with the bass. Very nice. Very, very good. Love it. Sammy. Okay, everybody. I've got a small quiz to go along with mine. Wow. The year is 1964. It's the first track on the album. This track... Oh, no, actually, no, sorry. It's actually not. I love this quiz. It's the second track on the album. Okay. But the album is the same name as the track. Any guesses for what the song is? And it's 1964. Yeah. Um, uh, hold on. I, I definitely have it. I definitely have it. I definitely have it. I definitely have it. Um, definitely, maybe. <laughs> yes. The year's 1964. Second track on the album. Same name. Yes. As the album. Yes. I have no Jesus, idea. I'm going to be so annoyed if I, don't, if I don't, won't get this. Will we launch straight in? <laughs> <laughs> the Cat by Jimmy fucking Smith. So just uh, there's the cat there by Jimmy Smith, as I said, released in 1964. I was so not in the headspace to guess Jimmy Smith. I Nobody was. was. <laughs> no, I misled you all uh, intentionally, but that's just a, a little song there that was relevant to us in the last month when we were all together hanging out. Sometimes these little things just become part of the musical vernacular. Should we explain why? I think, yeah. So I was trying to do, there's a shot on, there's a clip on Shooting Stars of Vic Reeves dancing to this and his trousers fall down. I, in my attempt to emulate that... <laughs> was outside before before I made my entrance I thought it best to clear my pipes and I farted just as Sam pressed play do I do you play it I think you should you didn't so much fart as your arse did an impression of like a Model T Ford from the (laughs) 1910s backfiring but so we already found this song funny I then farted before I walked in to do the dance the dance is immaterial to the actual video in in and of itself but after this happened anytime someone was about to fart you you had to be like okay get the cat ready get the cat ready and as soon as they farted you played the track yeah let them hear it The timing was impeccable. It's the tootiest toot. Yeah, it's the tootiest toot. toot that's ever been tooted. Parpiest parp. Yeah. yeah. The honkinest. The yeah, it's, such a yeah. it's so horrible that I, like, my arse upstaged my performance <laughs> ten seconds later. Your arse almost quacks. <laughs> yeah. And a funny thing happened just after that where... The reason Pete had had done the trousers falling down thing because he was wearing very loose mm, pants, loose trousers mm. that could, pants. could fall down on yeah. command. We strongly urge people to look up the clip from the TV show Shooting Stars. Uh, it's egg. Vic Reeves who was one of the hosts of the show, dancing with one of the pussycat dolls. It's incredibly funny. We were going to bed and me and uh, Pete were bringing like bowls and glasses and stuff that we had been <laughs> foosying while watching, snacking on. Yeah, a bowl of seer. Exactly, exactly. And uh, I said something to Pete. He turned around and laughed with his hands full and just as we made eye contact his trousers <laughs> fell down around his ankles and it was a beautiful bonding moment I never felt so exposed and vulnerable and yet safe at the same time mm. I knew I wasn't being judged thank <laughs> god I wasn't going command at the time thank yeah, rare. fucking yeah, fuck rare but it actually would have been out. so funny as well <laughs> The arse reveal would have been incredible. As long as it wasn't full frontal. They fell so daintily slowly as well. It was so, it was so dainty. Slight. It was so beautiful. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, well, that was a very good signing second. My signing second comes from Sinead O'Connor. This is, this is it here. 
the descending guitar there I think sounds fantastic yeah. and I think is a perfect example of like 80s 90s jangled guitar pop noise mm. and I didn't expect to find that perfect example in a song called Mandinka mm. on an album called The Lion and the Cobra yeah. it's so <laughs> na- by Sinead O'Connor by Sinead O'Connor that sound should not have appeared on any, on any of that like it shouldn't be there mm. but it is and it's a, it's a really really great song I fucking love that song it's a brilliant song so good well that was Bucky Tube uh uh <laughs> That was Sonic Seconds. Sonic Seconds! Once upon a time, or maybe twice, there was an unearthly paradise called Pepperland. <laughs> this is yours, mine, and archives. Songs we thought were too bad to release, though they'll turn to gold dust once we Yes, this is yours, mine, and archive where we play old songs from the archive and we see what you think. Now, this one, this one is one that we recorded after Evan had recently acquired Contact, the music mm. supplementary sound thing. I don't really know what it does. I acquired it. Can I access it now? Fuck no. No. <laughs> what is it? It's the fucking top end of the fucking scale. What people who compose. Uh, soundtracks for tv and adverts hint hint uh, use to do those things and it's like has all this software on it where you can like do like a fucking string quartet a brass section every keyboard known to man every vintage analog fucking organ hammond whatever you want uh, it worked on the old laptop that laptop broke reinstalled it on the new laptop and it just will not play fucking ball it's been about four years now and it hasn't worked <laughs> that's a shame it's a great yeah. bit of kit though but we recorded this so this was a, a, a little uh, acoustic ditty i came up with See it on the wall Staring into dinner We don't have to talk at all Bother snide remarks and shouting The silence lasts forever You'd have to be a saint To enjoy this pained endeavor Our toothbrushes spend the night together They share a cup While we share the end of a tether Why is it so hard to be a man of simple pleasures? Why am I uncomfortable with finding my own treasures? Why can't I hang up my old boots and worn-out leathers? Is it wrong to fear the day where all I have are simple pleasures? I hang up my old boots and worn out leathers Is it 
wrong to fear the day where all I have are simple pleasures. So that was that. Now, this is the very first of a two-pronged or two-parter Yours Mind Archive because next episode we're going to play you a totally different revamped, basically rewritten version of that song. But that, that was that and that was some lovely string work that came not from any real violin players was actually done via contact and was the last thing potentially done on contact. Was the only thing done on contact. Uh, it's interesting that we decided to do that song uh, and it's so low for you. Way too low. Way too low. I do fucking love it though. You, you performed that in the cafe. Did, you did. you? Ross, Ross did a solo set in the cafe and you played that. I think I did, yeah. You did, Don't you remember did. remember that. <laughs> but yes, that was the first of a two-part of yours, mine. And her, oh, you were... Once upon a time, or maybe twice, there was an unearthly paradise called Pepperland. <laughs> <laughs> that was yours, mine, and archives. Also, before we move on, what is my accent in that? I have no clue. What the fuck? I don't know where you were from that day. Yeah, before we move on also, uh, I liked it. Oh, did you like it? I thought it was good. It, there was a staggeringly low word count for a song written by you. What year was that from? 2016. 2016, it would have been, yeah, yeah. yeah. I only started writing songs in 2016. So <laughs> <it would've... laughs> have a quote no I don't hear a second best brilliant what was that from from my <laughs> one woman play um, <laughs> one woman play don't put me on the spot yeah yes this is second best a rare occurrence a, 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 a section that makes rare appearance <laughs> a section that makes rare appearances on the podcast but when it does it's always quite insightful yes this, this, this is the segment where we talk about because obviously the first line in a song always gets all the gets all the applause and gets all the notification the, the column inches <laughs> I don't fucking know uh, gets all the notice gets all the words said about it this we're going to talk now about good second lines in songs because they're often overlooked, but often more often than not, like as in the, with the Hollies, pack a punch. Who wants to go? Who's got a Sonic? So who's got a second best? Sam, you don't have one. I don't have one. No, okay, do you have one? I do have one. Okay, Bex, kick us off with second best. Okay, just to clear up, sorry, because that was a, that was a total mess. This is where we talk about good second lines in songs. <laughs> Done. Um. Okay, my second best comes from. High School Musical 2. Um, I feel like I haven't done a fun one yet of, of any segment. So this is my time. Can't have two fun bits in the same episode. What was fun before that? This is a very, very serious... <laughs> so, High School Musical 2, one of the fucking best films of all time, probably. Yeah, um, Paddington 2, Shawshank, High School Musical 2. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we all know and love the song when everybody, they started working in the kitchen. Yes, oh, Everything's going to shit. And they're like, we got to work, work, work this out. Totally. So, I think the second line in that is so strong, so fierce, and so well written, Placed. written performed. Executed. I love the energy put behind it. Thank you, Taylor McKessie, <laughs> for your delivery. <laughs> Team Will I just play it? Please. I think that's so strong. And I think it, ad- it addresses potential harassment, hierarchical harassment in the workplace. It does. Very important thing for the song to address. Exactly. Well done, HSM2. Thank you, HSM2, for providing us with that. And inventing funk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. song, that song came along, and in the words of Paolo Nuttany, 
funked my life up. <laughs> my second best comes from the Kinks. It comes from the song The Village Green Preservation Society. And the second line is God save Donald Duck vaudeville and variety. And much like Levitate and One Stop Shop do a leap with the baby. It just, there's, a, there's a meter to it that I really, really love. In the song, it sounds fantastic. But it seen it written down is amazing as well. There's like four things mentioned that have never ever been like little vaudeville and variety been linked. But like God and Donald Duck are like one word apart but also make sense in the song. Absolutely. It's it's an incredible, incredible line. Perhaps um, you type that into the thing. Oh, fuck. Great album also. Amazing album. A sentiment of lyric we can all get behind. Absolutely. Yes. I want to save all three of those things. Okay, so here we go. Wow, okay. Actually, they've just got all the lyrics in. Passamented, deracinates, triple sacriolitis, menzonic viewing, unsculptured, chas and likeliest habits. God save Donald Duck, vaudeville, variety, rock falls, fibrolite. If you didn't know that the words were, it just looks like it goes on. No, yeah. Rock falls, triple lights, tataniellas, spulzy, sunbonnet, commonage, chastisers, phrenesis, colluder, endoskeletons, misreports, godmother. Brilliant. Godmother. I Ray, love Ray, that song. Ray Davies is a fucking genius. <laughs> that is my second best. Ross, what have you got? Oh, no, sorry, you don't have it. I do. You do? Have, you said you had nothing. Well, I have this one. Okay, I'm cheating. I'm going He's a pathological liar, Pete. He's a lathopological pyre. I'm cheating. I'm breaking the rules. Jumping the shark onto the second verse. You've second shumped line. the jerk. But it is technically a second line. Let me find it. First line. That that lyric was she wants to write a thesis on the population underprivileged. And I don't I don't know how he fit it in, but if he fit it in. It's great. That's Ben and Sebastian. That's the blues are so blue from Ben and Sebastian. I like the sound of that song. It, it's a brilliant song. It's fantastic. There's a bit of a sonic second there at the end of the verse. The did 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 very reminiscent of Trex. Yeah, I, I thought, was I thought that. that it was a seventies E T Rex. But it came out in two thousand and six. I have to say six. Best year for music, I'm telling you. It, it honestly was. I was disgusted when I discovered that Ben and Sebastian was like like six five people. people or six people, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's named after seven. It's named after a children's book. Oh, it's named after something. Oh, so it's not two I people. thought there was a Bell and a Sebastian. No, 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 no. No. It's like salt and pepper. That's three people. Is it? Yeah, yeah salt yeah. And, and and then pepper. <laughs> so it should be salt, salt and and pepper. And like Mary Kate and Ashley on the ha- other hand. That's only two, two people. That sounds like three. <laughs> <laughs> so that song isn't a true second best because it's a second verse of a second song. Second, yeah. Second line of a second verse. So it's, it's even more of a second it's best. It's quadruple best. It's two squared best. Uh, Evan, have you got a second best? Uh, I do. Uh, yeah, my second best is uh, some are building monuments, others are jotting down notes. Brilliant. From the Mighty Queen. Fantastic. Uh, Bob Dylan song. I've been listening to a lot of uh, Bob Dylan mid 60s and people who he played with slash people covering Bob Dylan lately. I'm talking the band. Just various different Dylan covers of different eras is something that I've been getting a lot of pleasure out of lately. Lovely. I know the line is the same, but which version? Yeah, Man for Man's or... Oh, well, we'll say well, we'll say Man for Man is the version because it was the first version actually released. Dylan did it on the basement tapes and then um, I don't know how... Yeah, yeah, genuinely, yeah. Dylan uh, covered Man for Man covering his own song. They obviously do a, co- a chorus before the first verse, but it's still the second line of the first verse. Fantastic fucking track, and the take, the transformation that it undergoes in the hands of Man for Man goes from being quite a lazy sort of sort of throwaway number on the basement tapes to being like this fucking like song that screams number fucking one hit at the top <laughs> of its fucking lungs until everyone around is deaf with pleasure. <laughs> it is an amazing song. And it's, it's, is, that, is that Mike DeBose first single, Man for Man? No, it wasn't. No, fuck, but fuck but, me. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm painting it. Your approximate knowledge of many things. His first single with them was a cover of "Just Like a Woman," the Bob Dylan song. That yeah, that's yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> that's what you definitely knew. 
<laughs> I love Mike DeBose so much. I like oh, he's a legend. So much, but it's like it's one of the only times where like the follow up singer has been like just as likable and just as cool mm. in class. Um, yeah, no, Dylan's good. Brilliant. Okay, was that everyone's second best? Did we flights with that. I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. Bex, lead us out. What did I say? I don't remember. <laughs> that was second best. <laughs> Put that thing back where it came from, or so help me. So help me and cut. This is Ross Farley's Acoustic Corner. With a voice so soft, it'll put you to sleep. And a face that makes you want to beat your knees. It's Ross Farley's Acoustic Corner. Ross Farley's Acoustic Corner. Yes, this is Ross Farley's Acoustic Corner. We're going to perform acoustically our new single that's coming out on the 4th of June uh, we're going to perform it here acoustically much like we did on the Hot Press live stream that was very fun but also terrifying to do <laughs> celebrated am I right celebrated am I right? Yeah. Which, oh yeah another thing we did that was fantastic was that we much like tweeting Paul McLean about Wolfman Jack and him impress, doing an impression on the radio how we managed to influence the world around us we did the Hot Press live stream did a cover of Johnny Remember Me the 1961 hit from, by John Layton. By John Layton. And then, by Joe Meek. And then Hot Press re- reviewed the show and said it was great, really enjoyed it, and said they did a stellar cover of John Layton's 1961 hit, Johnny Remember Me. And the fact that someone at Hot Press had to go figure out what that song was and get, and had to write an article that contained those words, I'm really proud of the fact that we managed to do that. Made that poor intern's life hell. Also, if anyone listened to this, um, we if you have watched it and survived the occasion, we mixed that. We mixed the sound for that off the phone speakers. We weren't accounting for people who might listen with headphones on. Literally, or in my fucking or in car. car. Literally <laughs> rip headphone car users because the bass on that is fucking <laughs> deafening. <laughs> listen to it in a car and die. Sorry. It's three, 35 minutes of the brown note. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we're going to perform High Fidelity for you now acoustically. One, two,
What do you expect from the simple creature? Very little interest in Bolshevik bonus features. I've never seen the French connection. I was too Fidelity Stop bitching Fidelity Yes, that was High Fidelity, the single that you can pre-order now and or pre-save now. When did pre-saving take over from pre-ordering? Well, it was when you stopped ordering something and started saving it. I know, but it's in like, pre-order. Yeah, you know, physical, yeah. But you can like pre-save a track, but like, you're basically what's pre-order. the point of pre-save? Just looks good on your stats, I think. Yeah. What's the point for the person who's pre-saving? Oh, nothing. Because I've pre-saved stuff, and it's not like I get an email to say, "Hey, this arrived and it's out today." You're just like, it's just suddenly on your Spotify, but like, like it is for everyone else. It's just yeah. if the band's putting effort in, you might get that a little bonus video or something. Oh, okay. like, I suppose maybe you get it automatically saved, so you don't miss. It. Possibly, you know, but surely if you're that on the ball to pre-save, you're going to be on the ball, the ball enough to know mm. the single's fucking coming out. That is available now. It's out on the fourth of June. Uh, hope you enjoy that. Don't forget to pre-save. Don't forget to pre-save. <laughs> like and subscribe. Hit the bell for notifications. Smash that like button. Stroke the subscribe bar. Flog that <laughs> comment, comment section. section. <laughs> Brilliant, Ross. Lead us out. Put that thing back where it came from. Or so help me, so help me, so help me. And cut. That was Ross Farley's acoustic corner. I pity you, but if I get half the chance, I'll kill you. <laughs> kill me? Would you? Hand me your gun, Packer. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Uh, what is this? Sid didn't die for this. Oh, yes, this is Sid didn't die for this. Sid didn't die for this the show we talk about disappointing things that bands did what was that exchange what were the two quotes I don't know either the quotes well the first one Ross one was from Monsters Inc oh okay my quote was from the Doctor Who story The Invasion Ah. help me out it's from part six of the eight part story The Invasion from 1968 very nice brilliant yes okay well who's got their first Sid die I can go for this please go first everybody knows Van Morrison (laughs) don't we (sighs) all too familiar with Van the Cant. Lots of people know and love Van the Man as he's affectionately known. 
I personally have never been a huge fan of the man. <laughs> Van the fucking bollocks. Yeah, really. Van the bollocks because at a very young age, my dad told me that he encountered Van Morrison in the airport and he oh, saw gee. he saw him screaming and giving loads of abuse to his girlfriend. Oh Jesus so Christ! I heard I heard that pretty much before I'd heard any of Van Morrison's music. So I was like, yeah, he's a bollocks. Your dad does have an absolutely remarkable track record for it happening across famous people in public. Celebrity encounters. Well, I mean, I could list a few off if that would give be us some okay. highlights. I'm putting it this. Way Tom Baker in Foyle's bookstore, Mick Jagger in Waterstones in Dublin and in Dublin and London in Waterstones, Paul McCartney in Regent's Park. Yeah, he jogged. Didn't he? He jogged past Paul McCartney. My dad was out for a run in London and he saw Paul McCartney and Heather Mills. And I've seen Heather Mills in Wagamamas in Dublin. What the fuck is going on? Not to shit on the Paul McCartney thing, but I did walk past Milton Jones. I, and Stephen's Whoa. Green nice. not Stephen's Green Shepherd's Bush I shouted the word dick at Dick from Dick and Dom at a, at a pissing trough in Glastonbury so what's your man Joe Wilkinson the comedian with the beard Joe Wilkinson that's him we, I was in Brighton <laughs> a family day out in Brighton and we were walking along past a restaurant and my my bubba my granny saw her or saw him uh, and she goes Sid it's him it's that man off the TV what's his name it's him really loud and everyone turned around and looked at him she said what's his name Joe Wilkinson what's his name yeah, what's his name <laughs> uh, but yes uh, my dad has encountered some celebrities that's amazing that's great are you okay Ross Ross having a heart attack so fucking stupid <laughs> <laughs> the Joe Wilkinson thing so Van Morrison is a bollocks we've established that obviously you know them the band have some Pretty killer tracks and lots of people like his solo music, and none of which I'm particularly familiar with. Those people who like those albums as well are none of the people here. None of you like his solo albums. at all. I, I have a clue. Jackie Wilson says, said, oh, yeah, great." Fucking Jackie Wilson said, "What am I? You're fucking, you're a fucking idiot, Evan." Um, <laughs> Love that. That's song. an absolutely phenomenal. Love that song. Song. Um, who? Ha- oh, Branagh Girl. Yeah, Branagher. I know that song, and it's all me to my soul. There's several songs where he goes. <laughs> Go on, anyway. what did he do this time? But so Sid didn't die for. Let me just get it up. So Van Morrison's is the the satirical genius. I wish this was, but in fact, it's very serious. It's, Late, a, it's acidic. It's acidic. The acidic genius of Van Morrison latest record project, Volume One. That will show the label. Uh, <laughs> so just to, I mean. Musically, it's the same as always. Bluesy, you know. Bluesy, n- not new, not an original, nothing worth listening to. Some of these, some <laughs> I of the- love that it's like same as usual, nothing worth listening to. Yeah, exactly. But some of the names of these songs, we've got. Why are you on Facebook? <laughs> Why are you on oh, Facebook? <laughs> Stop bitching. Do something. Stop bitching. Do something. <laughs> Psychoanalysts ball. It's the kind of it's the from what we've listened to as well. Every track starts with the name of the song. Oh yeah, like a child <laughs> song. Yeah, or jazz yeah. as Ross. Said. Give it a bit. Give it a blast of Why are you on Facebook? Shall, yeah. we, gi- shall we give it its first radio play? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So here we go. Its first Spotify play. Yeah. The penultimate track. <laughs> this track is literally called Why Are You on Facebook? And this and it is came a- out in twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty. So this song aimed at American women in their 60s. Post Cambridge Analytica snafu and all that. It's, it's, so, it's so dead in the water. No one gives a fuck. No one gives a flying frig. But Van the man does. And here we go. Why are you on Facebook, Van Morrison? Why are you on Facebook? <laughs> what the 
the fucking smeg are we listening to? <gasps> like, <laughs> if that was satire, <laughs> it would be absolute genius. <laughs> yeah, Doodoo's uh, shamelessly lifted from uh, Night of Fear with a movie. I think it's. Yeah. I have a supplementary, he said, didn't die for that associated with Van Morrison, in that he sold signed copies of the album for 26 euros. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And then a load of people, there was a Daily Mail story about it where a load of people got back, like sent them back saying it's clearly not signed by him, it's clearly stamped because they can tell by the way the ink markings run when you're like, if you were signing a letter back over, if you're like looping a letter pa- pa- back through a bit you're already written, there'd be like a mark, it would like, there'd be displacement before the pen mm. hit the ink again. There's none of that. And I saw it and it's so clearly, it so clearly is a fucking stamp, but it was one <laughs> There's one where they obviously over-inked the stamp for the stamp and you can see the fucking border on it. Oh that. my god. Someone said, I started to be suspicious of how valid the signatures were when they were 26 quid for a signed album when I was at one of his shows and spent £95 on a signed t-shirt. Oh my god. Oh my and then the label issued a thing saying, no, 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 the signatures are genuine. And that was it. No evidence of him... Again, with the real. I was going to say, what was worse, that or Morrissey signing copies of someone else's album? Someone yeah. else's album, like selling like but Velvet Underground. And stuff. I think that's, that's so funny. funny though. That's hilarious. Oh, it's hilarious. That's it's fucking hilarious. hilarious. I would buy a copy of like you know the Velvet Underground and Nico with Morrissey signed signature. by Morrissey, <laughs> signed by an insane man. So Sid didn't die for me and Ross going to see Bell and Sebastian in the Ivy Gardens, only to watch the support band, the bass player in the support band, change bass for a song. And then put a capo on. <gasps> no. Oh, the ultimate sin. Whoa, 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 Pete, whoa. I had blocked that out of my memory. I don't know how I remember that, but I was just spinning along and then suddenly had like a, an ele- a lysergic flashback to me and you standing in a field amongst 2,000 people going, he just, put a ca- he just put a fucking capo on. <laughs> Could not believe what I was seeing. And then just played, just played, the, bass. played the fucking bass. It's like saying, yeah, I'm going to play the piano, but I'm going to like chop off half the keys. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. And I play the violin, but hold it upside down, and then showed up my arse at the same time. <laughs> and then after the song was over, he handed the guitar back to his tech and got his original bass back. Oh my dear, <laughs> that's redundant. That's a redundant move. Weren't some some folk wank outfit, Ross? Weren't there? No, that was Ben and Sebastian. Uh, <laughs> hey, I love them. I love them so much. They're True. My, my Did you get to meet Bell? No. Oh, I got so close. I got very close to Stuart Murdoch. Started inviting people to bond to the stage, and then I had my leg over the barrier, and then a security guard was like, "They have enough." Pete said, they "Don't have me." For, uh, also, there's two things. I started asking what songs do you want to hear? Like genuinely what? like Yeah in the middle of it Because something went wrong Okay <gasps> It did go wrong didn't Yeah and, they, and you did a guitar player just started doing like Frankie Valley. It was actually brilliant Yeah But then they just started asking What songs you want to hear And Pete was furiously shouting The Blues are still blue Yeah And was embarrassing me and yeah. I, He was embarrassing me At a Bell and Sebastian gig and That yeah. takes a lot I wanted to hear I wanted to hear the Blues When I started inviting people up Pete, Pete grabbed my arm and went I am getting on that fucking stage If ever someone was going to to do that it would be you 25 other people did and I didn't so and he sad. hugged every single one of them I want to get a hug from Stumu but I didn't his name's Stuart Murdoch the leg was over the barrier Stumu I love that <laughs> but no yeah the leg was over the barrier and the security goes no they have enough to say, just play, to stay to Ivy Garden is huge let me up please but I don't think I wasn't in tears enough because everyone who was on stage was like so emotional overcome I was like get me on the fucking yeah, stage you, you woke up and chose violence violence <laughs> But that's my Sid didn't die, the fact that the bass player put on a capo. And Sid Delicious definitely didn't die for that. First of all, changing the bass initially, then putting a capo on and then giving it back to the guys if it made fuck difference. Yeah. <laughs> it was a disgrace. Ross. No. Evan. <laughs> this isn't so much Sid didn't die for this. It's a celebrity related and you doing the invasion quote made me Very good. go is with it. it. DW related. It probably it is kind of, uh, yeah. Hey, Fuck it. We'll go, with, we'll go with it. That's uh, your impression of a Dalek going after the doctor. <laughs> Arthur going after. 
Arthur's actually a regeneration of the master. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, theme song to Arthur was sung by... Ziggy Marley. Ziggy Marley, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I prefer the Peter Howell version. <laughs> so this isn't so much Sid didn't die for this as as much it is the uh, the Ninth Doctor didn't regenerate for this. Oh, oh nice. Uh, and it was, we all know Christopher Eccleston, the celebrated Ninth Doctor and general all-around real-life lovely man. Mm. A, a, a man who's um, kind of hard exterior with a, a heart of gold. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. And like that about him, he uh, put up that YouTube video a year or two ago. Oh, in the park. In the park. <laughs> where he's coming to this park where he's been since he was a kid. I don't know whether I'm going to try and do... I'm not going to be able to do an impression of him. just going to do a northern accent. Let me see if I can get a bit of it up. Okay, it's a 48-second rant. I'm walking in Heaton Park. Oh, I do remember this. <laughs> uh, it's one of the most beautiful parks in the country. I've been coming here since I was a kid. It really is a beautiful place, and it's covered in shit. <laughs> by people who have picnics and leave their Coke bottles and their wrappers, their shit everywhere, use <laughs> nappies, they just foul it up. And I tell you what, I hope nature takes its revenge on you, every single one of you, oh, leave shit on the floor and in parks. In park. What you've done to Heaton Park is disgusting. And I hope the planet turns around and shits on you. Oh. Imagine how big a shit from the planet. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have to say, on on one count, he's fucking dead, oh, right? right. Oh, no, I'm coming at this. I'm coming at this from a. I'm on his complete side. Yeah, one hundred stance, and I'm saying, don't get the ninth doctor fucking angry. Don't leave your shit on the floor. Don't yeah. leave your fucking shit on the Pick floor. Say didn't I for people referring to the ground as the fucking floor. You did that at the video shoot as well. It's the ground. The ground outside is the floor. <laughs> I mean, it's all been like cemented and shit, so... Not Heaton Park. It's one of the most beautiful parks in England. I think that that was tarmacked. <laughs> no, I'm totally on his side. I'm, But like, yeah, don't incur the wrath of a man as good-natured uh, as good and harshly exterior yeah yeah as good natured harshly exterior but ultimately decent man as Chris Ferguson yeah. don't incur his wrath by doing something that is genuinely shitty yeah by fouling up a nice park yeah thing is Sid probably did die for people littering oh god Do yeah you know yeah. what I mean no most of the things that we say Sid didn't die for, he did we, die for. we're actually like totally like desecrating Sid's memory <laughs> as in if you think of how Sid wanted to be remembered or it, Sid didn't die for this podcast he definitely didn't. He didn't no. die for any of us to be born. <laughs> when you really think of it, he wouldn't have. He wouldn't approve any of the things that we say. He wouldn't have died for. So yeah, mine could be worth taking out and possibly has been done before. But Sid didn't die for the views ska cover nice. of Up the Junction. I think we might have brought this up before. I think it's been done. Yeah, do a little revisit. Yeah, it's a revisit. It's a fucking disgrace. It's such a disgrace. It's a disaster. What were they fucking thinking? And actually, Sid did not fucking die for them going on stage in wellies. That's actually worse than the cover yeah. itself. That is absolutely heinous. Oh my god, the fucking view. What are you doing? The horrible thing is, so that takes place at night. They're very much on like the pyramid stage. Yeah, the only headliners are on at night on the pyramid stage. Did the view headline Glastonbury that year? Same jeans would have been fucking mega not huge as they say. Maybe late on. But this, but this thing, like, like, the headline sets start at like fucking seven or so when it's still bright. Have you ever noticed all the headline sets start bright and then go late? I'm looking at it. The up. alteration to the melody is so scary. It's the worst. It's so stupid. It turns into like a weird like circus. You hate the song anyway, so. Yeah. 
but you said didn't die for that version of Off the Junction. I hated the no, hunt. It's it terrible, but it's didn't. so it's bad. So shit. Go and listen it's to it. So offensive. Pre save. Pre save the views. <laughs> I pity you, but if I get half the chance, I'll kill you. Kill me? Would you? <laughs> and me or Gunpacker? <laughs> that was Sid Didn't Die for this. Brilliant, that was it in the of this, and that concludes episode 21. Now, before we go, seeing as McLoon had the exclusive play, we're going to have a play of our brand new single, High Fidelity, but it's going to be exclusive in the fact that it's going to be the first time the song has been broadcast with the broadcast mics still on. <laughs> right, okay, tax playing. How are we getting on? Good, how are you? How do we uh, feel the podcast is on so far? Blue by. Really it, it has actually flown. Blue flowers. Blue flowers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, what was everyone's favourite part of the video to do? Oh, holding up the uh, black curtains. <laughs> oh, that was so horrible. The, the, the blue, holding up the blue. <laughs> I didn't see it. Well, you can't see it in the blue to me. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, the clothesline with the clothesline so was blue. The clothesline. <laughs> <laughs> I put it against the colour. Out of the blue. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can you hold up the black, the black curtain? Can you hold up the blue? <laughs> I know what you were thinking in your head. I was like, I was so used to referring to the colours. With the white and the black, so yeah. move that blue up there. Move, yeah. that, move that brown. Brown. Yeah. Uh, I think the bit that I enjoyed doing the most was, I think the blue stop motion was a good fun. Yeah, I agree. It was fun, like, you could see them straight away and go, oh, this is going to look fast. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Film, kind of. You can't tell I just love the day I made it. Oh, was lovely. Yeah, I agree. My face didn't enjoy it. No. But my soul. I hate it. We all got so sunburned. Yeah. The, um, the amount of people that came over and said, it's great to see he's doing this. It was, it was nice. Uh, Until I came to the realisation that they all thought we were fucking. <laughs> why would these people be like, oh, you're in a pier on a like, really secluded bit of this lake and you're bust, obviously you're going to attract them? Why would anybody do that? As it if made people no were like, busking as people went on their walks. Oh, look at this. I just went by when I do a killer on the loose. Oh, my God. Was that Silence is Golden? Silence is Golden. That was so scary. When he, he went by and he Silence is Golden when they were off stage music. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, I enjoyed the... Yeah, the husband. The husband. I actually enjoyed the, the lunch at the table at mine. I like that really nice. The full loaf of bread. Full loaf of bedroom cooked toast. Yeah. Man, I've been laughing over. It's a small room. Making toast. We made so much toast. We made infinity bread. Yeah. I also hated the noise that whatever fucking machinery that man was using. Handle grinder. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was a really hectic 10 minutes where like, the idea was conceptualizing and executing really quickly. Um, and really chaotic. Oh, hectic. Brilliant. That was high fidelity. Oh shit, I left oh. the mics on. Oh, it's back again. <laughs> Playing it twice, we're like John Peel. <laughs> that was high fidelity. That was the track you can pre-save, uh, you can pre-order, and you can pre-listen. Uh, probably not, but anyway. <laughs> I've been Pete. I've been Ross. I've been Evan. I've been Becky. I've been Sam. We've been the Zen Arcade, and we're reminding you to be rooting, be tooting, uh, always be shooting, be boofing. I was going to say be boofing. Wow. So I'm going to say be be goofing, everybody. But most importantly. Be kind. kind. Rewind. that before did that in the last one you're in yeah it's my thing that's my thing guys <laughs> <laughs> that's your signature sign that's my, off that's my thing <laughs>